Hey, all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Jerry Perita. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Now, you are the writer and creator of Takeda Samurai, a brand new story, a new comic coming out. Can you tell us about this? Yes. So Cicada Samurai is um, about a lone, immortal cicada. You know, the insect, little insect that pops out every 17 years, makes an, an unholy racket all throughout the Northeast, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, the millions of them pop out of the ground. He's the only one who lives forever, and his, he's imbued with these magical samurai fighting powers. Um, and he's charged with protecting as many of them as possible so that they can, in real life, cicadas emerge. They live for like two weeks. They may, yeah. they drop dead. And so his his mission, his goal, his you know his whole thing is to keep as many of them alive as possible, so that there is another generation. And so, because he's immortal, he's kind of the protector every time there's a new generation that comes out. Exactly. So in the story, he's been doing this for six generations. So he's been around for just over a hundred years. Um, every other cicada dies before their 18th birthday, basically. Oh, so wow. yeah. the the way I have it positioned and kind of how the story came about in my head is he's essentially I, I have three kids. You know, mm-hmm. and my oldest is 12 and he's just starting to do things like I live in Brooklyn, I'm in New York and he's just starting to do things like, hey, dad, do you mind if I ride my bike three miles over to my friend's house? Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Very, very nerve wracking, you know, and like I am I am imbued with like, you know, the the need to keep him alive. That's like my whole like my yeah. number one job as a parent, you know. Um, and so in this story, this one immortal samurai he's the only one who's been above ground he's the only one who knows anything about life Mm. and he has these millions of kids and he has to keep them safe and he's going to fail it's all my anxieties about being a parent of a kid who's getting older going out in the world and so he's protecting these millions of kids and he's going to fail he's going to fail spectacularly he's going to try to warn them about the dangers in the world some of them are going to listen he's going to be able to save a lot of them some of them are not going to make it some of them are not going to listen because they're they're kids they're teenagers and they're they're going to do what they want to do. You know, they're going to, they, I got three weeks above ground. I'm going to go live my life and I'm going to yeah. whatever, you know, throw caution to the wind and stuff. So um, it's sort of about that. It's about, it's about like one person whose job it is to protect all these little people who are just constantly trying to get themselves killed. And unlike your normal hero story, there's this expected loss that he has to kind of balance as well with like, how, what is a win at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. It's just him alone. You know, mm-hmm. and there are millions of these kids and they're all over. And so, yes, exactly. He's not he's not going to succeed. He's going to have to deal with losing some of the people in his charge, some of the kids in his charge. Um, you know, and then a little this is just a 10 page story. It's a sort of dip your toe in the water of the world, yeah. kind of learn a little bit of the backstory, see some action, meet the villain, you know, the big the big bad for the series, um, who's a, a monstrous thing that I'll tell you about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. As we, as we get deeper into the story later in the whole story, again, he's been around for over a hundred years, six generations. He was originally one of these kids. So some of these kids running around are like his great, great, great grand nieces and nephews. Oh, wow. You know, so it's, they're kind of family. It's one of those vampire stories where like everyone dies around them, their family, they have to keep watching their loved ones perish. They live forever. It's mm-hmm. like that. He does that every 17 years, a new group of kids that he, has grown to love and think of as his family. They all are all going to go do their thing, you know, and die. And he's going to sit around and wait for 17 years to pick up the sword and protect another, another group. You know, Jerry, I'm going to be honest with you. When you hear about a cicada samurai, you don't think of how deep this is going to get, but it got deep quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. It's so funny. Like 
a lot of I'm in a lot of like writer workshops now and, and uh, I have a bunch of friends who are writers and we bounce ideas a lot and we just talk about the process and they're always like you know you're supposed to start with your character you build a world around them but I did the whole thing backwards I just started with like I got obsessed with cicadas two years ago during the big there was a big brood x emergence and um you know everyone was talking about it's going to be the loudest it's ever been and all that I started yeah. reading about them and there's all these like funny superstitions about them um you know back when when European Europeans first got here they didn't have them in Europe so they got here and they thought they were locusts they thought they were like a plague from the devil you know these are people who came here because they weren't allowed to burn witches back home so they're a superstitious bunch right and these little these little monsters in droves of millions just crawl out of the ground all of a sudden rip their way out of a shell they're bright green with these big red eyes and they were like they're demons their their eyes are red because they've been staring into the fires of hell you know like they yeah. were crazy the stories they came up with and so the whole thing started two years ago with me going, eh, what if some of those stories were real? And then it just kind of evolved. And, you know, my kids got older and I was like, this character should be the, the one person in charge of protecting yeah. them all. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is kind of ludicrous. It sounds like a, like a goofy thing. But, you know, I wanted to put a lot of myself into it. And that's sort of where my head is at in life these days. And, yeah. you know, there's that old, that old adage, right? What you know. So that's what I know. And that's, that's what's in the story. Speaking of what you know, what was some of your early inspirations to write a comic book? Why did you want to go down this medium? So I actually, um, I didn't grow up reading comics. I, I grew up watching a lot of TV. My my thing as a kid was, you know, geeky TV shows. I was huge into the X-Files. I watched um, Star Trek The Next Generation with my mother. Yes. Like that was our geek, shared geek thing in my family. Um, I still watch those shows with my mother, you know, Picard and and, and, all, and all the new ones and everything. Um, Strange New Worlds. Um, you know, so that the comics were never my thing until I worked on, I was a, I'm a TV producer. One of my, my, one of my multiple day jobs is I'm a, I'm a reality TV producer and I worked on, um, the comic book men. And mm -hmm. so while we were working on that show, we were in, you know, Kevin Smith's uh, shop in Jersey, the secret stash. And we would spend a lot of time in the shop, just kind of talking geeky stuff. And there would be a lot of downtime where I was like in a, in a room full of comic books and so the first comic book series I ever really read was The Walking Dead, which is like very late. You know what I mean? It's a very weird yeah. place for someone my age to start. I'm 40. It's a, it's a good jumping off point because it's not like super combo or it's not real superhero-y. It's like, here's some right. good story. It's just told in this way. Exactly. And um, so I so that's where I started reading. And then, um, you know, um, um, I started reading from there. I went back and started reading Capes and Tights and I read all the Batman stuff and and um, I went back in time and I read all the X-Men stories that became the movies, um, you know, movies and TV. That's always that's the medium I'm most comfortable. I understand it because I make it. That's what I do for right. a living. Um, so, you know, I I worked my way backwards. I became fascinated with the comics that became all the movies and TV shows that I loved. Um, and then from there, I branched out and just started reading other stuff. And, and now I, I really enjoy the kind of weird out there, crazy stuff that all these really creative people on Kickstarter are doing just because like, if you can get a 50 people to agree that they want to see the, this idea that you have in your head, you can make it, you know, you don't have to pitch it. There's no gatekeeper. You don't have to pitch it to yeah. an editor. You don't have to pitch it to a publisher somebody at image doesn't have to agree to like, you know, work with you on it. You can kind of do it on your own. And, and sometimes you get really like, you know, not great stuff. And sometimes you get really great stuff and sometimes it's everything in between. But the creativity is like off the charts because there's yeah. no one telling anybody no. Yeah, you know? everyone could take their chances. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up with things that on paper sound crazy. And then you read them and you're like, this is hilarious and great. Like 
like and i the the titles are all very funny because it's like um they everyone's like learning to call the book what the book is so like cicada samurai right like yeah. okay it's a cicada it's a samurai i have some questions but i kind of get it right mm-hmm. one of my favorites is another kickstarter going right now bigfoot knows karate that uh, yep dan price says, classic dan price yep. says what it is yep. um there's another one i really like called vampire uh unicorn vampire you're like what's that about it's a I unicorn that's it. a vampire hunter you know and you're like <laughs> what if you went into if you went into one of the bigger indie publishers and you were like i have this idea about a unicorn that murders vampires like, yeah they go hmm, i don't know that sounds really bonkers but if you can get 50 people on kickstarter to say yes i want to see that you're in you can make your thing you can do your thing that's in your head and make it it's kind of awesome so you know i'm kind of been enjoying that whole process and that's that's how i that's how i'm funding this now as a producer is there anything from that world that you're bringing into this? Yeah, you know, it's funny because like storytelling across all these things I've learned is kind of the same. You know, mm-hmm. like even um, I'm in a I'm in a workshop that Scott Snyder runs and he is always talking in in the same terms that I learned storytelling when I was in you know school, when I was taking screenwriting classes, the three act structure, like storytelling, yeah. kind of Western story style storytelling is kind of mm-hmm. it is what it is regardless of where, you know, what, what medium you're working in. So a lot of what I've learned, even reality TV, reality TV, you're taking a lot of footage, you're turning it into a story in an edit bay, but that story still has a setup. It has some incident that starts the story. It has a finale, some kind of ending. It, it there's an arc to it, you know? Um, and so building all of that, it is very similar across all storytelling medium. What's nice about this is I am, I am an awful artist. So there's like a forced collaboration here that's a little more in your face than in TV, you know, like you can write a story in TV and kind of not be involved in the production of it. Um, You can't really do that in comics. You, you and the artist have to kind of work to get on the same page. Um, And I've been very lucky. I've been so lucky with the artists who've agreed to have anything to do with me and this like goofy idea that I had. Um, But that's something that's different from, you know, doing television where it's like, I mean, every you know, television is also collaborative. There, I work with editors, and like, I don't know how to do. That's a skill set I don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, But here, like, I have an idea of a thing and what it looks like in my head, and I have to rely on someone else to draw it. Um, And that's that's like a very challenging thing, and you have to trust that person. Um, You know, and so that's that's actually very weird. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the storytelling aspects are transferable. From you're writing a novel, you're writing a comic book, you're writing an episode of Law and Order. You know, there's sort of a this to it, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, of working with somebody else in your artist, it's Mary Landro. How did you meet Mary for this project? So Mary and everyone except for Walt, who is working on this project, I got lucky because I reached out to them on Instagram and they were into it. Cool. And that's it. Mary <laughs> Mary is a great artist. She's um, She lives in Edmonton. She's uh, very young, makes me feel very old every time I talk to her. Um, but she's incredibly talented. She loves drawing monsters. I was following her on Instagram. Um, she had done her own Kickstarter that was very successful for a comic called Rich, which is actually um, you can still pre-order. She hasn't she hasn't um, shipped yet, so uh, it looks good. She's very entrepreneurial. She's constantly starting new companies and like new businesses that are offshoots of her art. But she's incredibly talented. I just liked her work, and I I had this idea. I had these character designs that that someone else did, and I reached out to her, and I just was like. Um, here's my shot. I have this idea. It's goofy. It's like this. Initially, she said, I can't. I have a lot going on. 
Right. Um, and then I was just watching her online. A few weeks later, she was open to commissions and comic book work. I reached out again and she said, let's do it. So here we are. Amazing. Art. It's, it's so important that you guys take a look at this artwork. Cause I'm, I'm looking at right now. Uh, there's the Raven cover specifically that I'm just like, my God, that's gorgeous. How that looks like a movie poster yeah. that I want to go watch. You know? So, you know, what's funny is like that. idea. So she had, we had three or four ideas for covers and, one of them was the the him kneeling, the character kneeling with the sword yeah. in the ground, very like classic samurai pose. Um, I think that one was my idea. And then she had these, we had all these other ideas about, we wanted to make sure it was clear that, you know, he is a cicada. So that's yeah. something in the story. He is the insect. The insect that we know in our world as a cicada, that's what he is. He's this big. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that made that clear, that he's this superhero character among the cicadas, but he's still that big. So all the dangerous things, all the kaiju kind of monsters that are going to fight that he's going to have to fight to us, they're animals. It's a fox. Yeah, it's a badger. A yeah. yeah, it's a bird. And so in this case, it's a raven in the in this first story. Um, it's a raven and it's this gigantic bloodthirsty. But I, I basically was like, look, everything in the story is like a monster based on some creature that lives in our world. Everything. Mm-hmm. So I said, you're going to really enjoy writing it. And then I've I've had so much fun with her just like writing things that are monstrous and savage and then she sends it back to me like it's so close to what's in my head and like i've i've adapted all the characters and what they look like to her vision of them but she she drew them you know she created yeah. them for me and then sent them back to me i had very few notes but now when you know when you think of the character when i think of the characters in my head like i'm thinking about her versions of these characters now so like we're very much in sync now that's um, got to make it so much easier to work together <laughs> oh it's great and the, yeah, the monsters are very cool and she's amazing. And I'm very lucky to be working with her. And I hope, I hope she does the whole, I hope we do this thing for five or six arcs and we do it forever. I hope so. It's gorgeous artwork. So in designing these creatures, are you more focused on making sure they're recognizable as animals or are you letting this like kaiju idea kind of take over? So I, I think it's animal. It's a case by case thing, you know, like okay. for in this, um, um, I'll send you, I'm not sure if you have it in front of you. I don't think it's on the Kickstarter yet. I have the first two finished pages. Okay. And then I have pencils and some inks for the rest of the book. Um, and the plan is to have the whole thing finished in three weeks. She's, she's like if intensely focused on this for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, in the open, the first couple of pages in the book, there's a rabbit. It just looks like a rabbit. There's when you first see the Raven, it just kind of looks like a big Raven, like a big bird. But the first time it takes flight to go attack something, its claws are just supernaturally enormous. You know, it's like little things like that where it's like hyper realistic, you know? Yeah. But on the other hand, the, the main villain in the whole series is a cicada killing hornet, which is a real thing that you should look up and then live with the nightmares forever. Because yeah. what it really does in real life is awful. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's amazing, but awful. Um that's more like a monster. That's like a monstrous, you know, insect looking thing, but it's going to have a different teeth thing. Some of the animals will look like the animal. Some will be hyper stylized yeah. and it's a comic book. We can go case yeah. by case. It's almost want, like you know? this perspective is based off the emotion in the situation. You know, then you can really go crazy with it. If you want. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of, of the, that poster. Well, I was like, I, that, that poster, she, so she, I wanted the, I just was like, I want something where there's like a perspective. Maybe the, the yeah. animal he's fighting is there and it's clear that he's enormous and, and our, our hero is this big. And so she sent that back to me. And I responded with the cover of the Meg. There's, Perfect, a, cover, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a poster for the Meg. Where yeah. It's like a woman in a bikini in like a inner tube in the water. And under the water, you can see the shark is like 
50 times the size of her body and it's coming up to kill her. And I said that to her and she was like, now I can't unsee that. That's what it looks like to me now. Yeah. But it is, it's very much like a big movie poster. And it's, she's, she does the colors too. She does the pencils, ink, and colors. Um, she's incredible. Yeah. And that poster, that, that cover is great. You were talking about how you, you've got the first two pages already coming my way, but you added two pages because remarkably, this campaign has already gotten Project We Love stamp of approval from Kickstarter. What's the impact of that? And what does that mean for you? So, I mean, it means I can make it longer, which is nice. I think that I wasn't expecting it to, this is my first Kickstarter. I worked on one before. I kind of, you know, I kind of knew what would make it successful, but I didn't think it would cross the finish line so quickly. Right. Um, so I wanted to thank people, basically. I wanted to say like, you know, I, I had I had finished writing the story when I was writing it. it. It really wanted to be 10 pages long. And I had, I you know, for my budget and all those other reasons, the first time I'm doing it, um, page count, you have to be multiples of four, all those things. I kind of squeezed it into eight. Um, and then as soon as this happened, you know, as soon as we crossed over, I was like, great, I can expand this little bit, this fighting bit. I can I can really get to know these other two characters for a moment because they're important. And like, I want, I want people to make a connection with them so that later when I kill one of them, everyone's really <laughs> sad, you know, yeah. you, know, good, you know, good storytelling. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, there's you a producer a coming out. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You got to like build up a little bit, build up, build yeah. a moment, you know, build a moment. So just let me do that. And that's great. And that's, that's about, you know, I'm so excited about it. I had a really long day on Sunday. So we were launched on a Thursday night on the that Sunday all day. You know, I'm like frantically, hysterically hitting refresh. Yeah. Nothing all day, all day long. You know, I was like, oh, my God, everybody hates it. And I was like, already pretty. I got pretty close pretty quickly to my goal. And then it just died, just stopped. And it was like, yeah. And then at 11 p.m. It's Sunday. You know, people just Mm -hmm. aren't looking at their internet on Sunday. So at like 11 p.m., I had a flurry of five or six new supporters all in a row. Very, very rapid fire. Yeah. Um, and it put me over the over the over the goal right before midnight on Sunday night. On Monday morning, I woke up and Kickstarter had made me a project we love, which is so just cool. so great. My first time out, very excited. It's you know I'm I'm, I'm like humbled by the whole process uh, by any of and the fact that anybody wants a thing that I just fell out of my head. You know, it's just so like humbling. Yeah, well, I mean, with with you and the work Mary's doing as well, it's so eye catching and just such a neat idea. And again, we talked about how when you first think of Cicada Samurai, you're like, oh, okay, I, I think I'm down for this adventure. But then you're like, oh my God, this gets so deep and so heavy. So I, everybody's invested and I love that. Uh, but you have also some really cool variant covers. Can you talk about a couple of those? Absolutely. So um, one is by a friend of mine named Walt Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Walt is one of the stars of the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast. He's also kind of the creative um, shepherd of that whole project. So the Tell C Dave podcast has been going on for a while. It's sort of tangentially related to Kevin Smith and his whole orbit. Um, huh. These are, you know, friends of his from when he was a kid and him, Brian Johnson and Brian Quinn, who's from the Practical Jokers. So the three of them are the Tell C Dave podcast. Um, Walt is also an artist and Walt um, did when Kevin Smith wrote a couple of Batman stories, Cacophony and Widening Gyre. Walt was the artist on both of those. And he's also the, the creator or co-creator of a couple of cult indie projects that, you know, Cryptozoic Man, War of the Undead with Blue Juice Comics. And um, uh, there's another one that I'm, that is, oh, The Knights of the Fifth Dimension, which Blue Juice Comics also is the publisher of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Walt's great. Walt has a very kind of, he's very got, got like a kind of a, um, he's versatile. So Knights of the Fifth Dimension, for example, you know, it's, it's about a story that requires two different art styles. So half of it looks like, like Jack Kirby, the stuff he grew up loving and half of it yeah. looks digitally created. And so I just asked him, I was like, look, I don't even have a full character render of this character yet. This is kind of what I have in my head. Um, I would love to see your take on it. Just him in a battle. Walt's, Walt's mind immediately goes to like classic monsters or super violent stuff. So yes. his cover, yeah, you see that. <laughs> yeah. So his, his cover is a large, gritty, angry samurai who has just murdered like and disemboweled a dozen enemies. And now he's standing in a puddle of their blood, basically in a field. Um, still kind of full of rage, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is so, it's so different from what's in the book, from the style, from Mary's style. Yeah. But the book that we're doing is still, is going to be crazy violent. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Walt kind of based it more in like, a, if it was that violent, he'd be covered in blood. It's really gritty. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy with that cover. Um, it's actually been the most popular cover in the Kickstarter so far. Walt's cover. Um, Understandable. He's, yeah. he's great. He's great. I'm so happy he like was so was interested in doing it. The, and the last, the fourth cover, there are two by Mary and then one by Walt. The last cover is by Takashi Okazaki, who's the creator of Afro Samurai, which yeah. was this cult. I'm sure you know what it is, but of course, it's yeah. a cult. <laughs> of course, the cult manga story that became this, you know, like incredible anime series. Um, more recently, he did a, an episode, an issue of um, Star Wars Visions that was based on another anime he did that was also a star Wars vision story about a samurai Jedi story, mm -hmm. um, which is a gorgeous book. And he's yeah. also, you know, the, the, the designer of like a dozen um, anime and, and video game characters and stuff like that. He's awesome. And so because of Afro samurai, he's the first artist I reached out to. And again, yeah. just on Instagram, I just was like, Hey, this is a long shot. You have no idea who I am. Why would you, we don't even speak the same language, but I have this goofy idea. And I thought I would ask you about it. And and he wrote back almost immediately, and he was into it. They wow, I I didn't know cicadas are a big part of Japanese culture, like Japanese artwork. And it's a, I didn't know that they're they're native to there too. It's a big thing there. So he immediately sent back all this Japanese art with insects and you know other other um, like cicadas, but also other stuff. Just the mm -hmm. insects and like sort of insect looking characters are a very big part of Japanese art historically. Um, so he did the initial character designs. He did sort of a very anime character looking version of these characters for me. Yeah. Um, I'll send those to you too. Yeah, and then, and then he sent me that one fully rendered out image of my guy in full battle armor, you know, with all four, all four of his arms out with weapons and flying yeah. into battle. Um, and so we had, you know, he sent it to me in black and white. I, I had a colorist. Once we knew our color palette, I had someone do his name is Slambit Mugiono. Slam it did the colors for me. It looks amazing. And I I I made that the cover. His that's uh my Takashi cover. Yeah. And and I, I do want to touch on the coloring too, because there's a clear mood throughout for what we're seeing so yeah. far. Same colors and, and the and it's this vibe that's carrying through that man, it just looks really good. Some depth in every color. There's no gradient, it's everything's in there. So it's it's really beautiful. It did a great job. Yeah, but I got again, I got I got very lucky. Slam it's yeah. a great colorist. Mary does her own colors. But so sort of the color scheme came from Mary um, and everything is sort of followed that, you know, we've kind of stuck with that with the other variant covers too, but just the different, I love the different takes on it. I've actually, um, I, I'm, I have a couple of more artists who are working. I want to fill the book out to 16 pages. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not expanding the story anymore as of right now, but 
Um, what I am doing is I'm going to have a lot of artists who I love mm-hmm. do their own renditions of the character, and I'll have a, a whole series of pinups at the end. You know, that are yeah. like different different other people's takes on the same character. Because I love how it's weird. Like you say, Cicada Samurai. What comes to your mind? Make that. You know, yeah, I, like I, different- I'm right away wanted to like kind of work on a Power Rangers themed thing. Like it just sounds like such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a good and your Insta game Instagram game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you that, that account solid. hasn't been around for a long time but yeah I've, I've been i've been sharing it a little bit and like yeah. i try to respond to everybody but a lot of people have pointed that out power rangers i didn't think of it at our first there's another show beetleborgs which is in the power rangers so universe. classic 90s yeah oh yeah yes <laughs> and so right away people were like is this like a reboot of beetleborgs it's like a continuation finally like people were very excited about it yeah and i was like i didn't even know what it was. i had to look that one up i watched power rangers as a kid but i never watched yeah. beetleborgs so I had to go back and look at it and be like, oh yeah, I do kind of see that. I get it. The resemblance is there. Um, yeah. So, you know, I haven't, I didn't want to like be correcting everybody the whole time, but like, again, my, my guys are this big. It's not really fully grown adults. The whole, yeah. you know. but uh, I love that. I love that it's recognizable to anybody as something that they love. Yeah. You know? It's giving off like a more serious tone of the, of the nineties Saturday morning action venture shows that we'd be watching. And yes. yeah, the fact that it's all this small is only by our perspective, but really in that world, when you're seeing like, again, that Raven, you're like, yeah, right. this is a Kaiju that's going to be destroying an entire community. What will our character do? And it's right. We're here for it. <laughs> well, I want to make sure everybody heads out there again, Cicada Samurai, all the links in the description. We're also going to have that infamous Instagram on there too. So you guys can click around and follow up. And uh, I, I appreciate your, your visit with me, Jerry. This has been an excellent chat. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. All right, guys, again, links in the description. Click around, start following up on everything, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.